When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. You know what drives me crazy? Two-hour themed Zoom meetings with our boss. A phone call from B. Arthur? No, buying something pre-owned and having it break in like two days. That's the worst! It is, but you know what? If you're buying a pre-owned car, get it from Sears Imported Autos. And you won't have that problem, believe me. Really? Oh, absolutely. They have an amazing selection of certified pre-owned cars that are vetted. Not just checked, they are vetted. Wow, that sounds very dramatic and serious. Well, it is. Sears takes it very seriously, and they back it up with extensive warranty coverage, which equals peace of mind. You know you're buying a quality car, and you know you won't have to worry about something happening, and I love that. But I don't want to leave the house. Oh, I hear you. And a lot of people don't want to leave the house. That's why you can browse and even complete the whole car purchasing process online. Like, from your couch. You can do it all at Sears Import. Again, searsimports.com. And you can also configure your dream car, and then they'll find it, and even if you want, bring it to your door. How about financing? Because I assume I have to pay for the car? Um, yes, Lex, you do. <laughs> Sears has so many financing options, and their staff makes that part of it so easy and painless. I was, I'm not kidding, I was amazed when I bought my car there uh, recently, uh, back in November. The financing portion, which I usually dread, took, and I timed this, six minutes. No joke. I laughed. I was like, what? It's one of the things I remember most from that glorious day, and it's one of the many reasons why. Sears Imported Autos won best of the best from Mercedes in 2018 and 2019. And they've been serving four generations of returning happy customers for over 55 years. That is remarkable. Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes from downtown Minneapolis on 394. For more information or to see their huge inventory, just go to SearsImports.com. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with seven one everything entertainment everything Jersey girl here we go you ready watch me <laughs> thank you Jersey girl mm-hmm I'm Jace with Dawn and Kenny Alexis is taking the day off thank you so much for being here it is August 3rd 2021 I'm enjoying my last few days of being 46 years old 
Oh, that's Stop. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You marked in my calendar. And uh, a week from this Thursday, Liz. Oh, that's... yes, that's right. That's oh, right, Liz. Right, right, right. You We're guys both are the same sign. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. oof. I'm just taking in my last few days of 46. <laughs> just good old 46. Okay. Well, as Chris, Kristen Chenoweth says, you are loved and surrounded by people that support you. Yeah. Well, I hope Kristen's right. <laughs> uh, right now, we're going to kick off uh, the 7 o'clock hour with one of my favorite segments. I love it. It's the spinoff to Unhappy Homo. We call it Dawn Don't Care. She couldn't really care less. She's over it. Stop. She's not interested. Non-starter. She made it quite clear. She didn't give a shit. All I want to say is that I don't really care about that. Okay. Know-it-alls. I encountered some know-it-alls at the theme park I went to. This there's going to be a whole separate um, segment that'll take longer on our our day at the theme park at Silver Dollar City in Branson. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. it has to. I have to tell you from beginning to yes, end. I, I what what wait. an S show it was. Okay. Okay. Um, but I just want to focus on two of the people that I saw that are know-it-alls. And they're in a crowd of people like uh, the first guy were ra- were waiting to get into a ride called Fire in the Hole, which is about a group of vigilantes in the Ozarks called the Bald Knobbers. And uh, they <laughs> took the law into their own hands um, back in the day. And they used to wear hoods so they could conceal their identity, which looks a lot like the KKK, I'll be honest. But it's not the KKK, but in their costumes, you're like, wait a minute, what is this ride? Anyway, so this guy is waiting in line with his family. It's a very hot day. We've gotten into the section where it is covered. We're in the building. So the line, you know, is is, we're about to get on. And so there's a dude working there that I have seen there for years. This guy is an old timer. He's worked at Silver Dollar City for like 40 years, right? He knows what he's doing. I think he's actually just been at that ride for 40 years. So there are all these lines, little cues for each car that goes through. And there's a guy who has kids with him and a wife and he's holding a baby. He's trying to run the show. With the people, he goes, like, with other people in the crowd. So this guy is choosing, like, okay, you come up here and you go into this car just to make it smoother and fill out the train ride, okay? It's it's a, a dark ride. So he's, like, taking people from one line because he knows how to run a ride, you guys. He works at a theme park. He yeah. has for 40 years. Yeah. And yeah. so this guy in the crowd is yelling out, like, why didn't you take, we're a party of five. Why did you move them up? They haven't been waiting as long as we have. Why didn't you take them and put them to the second car? And the guy's like, because um, these people have a single rider. So I was trying to, like, you don't know the whole group and what's going on with other people. And he's like arguing back and forth. And it took all of my inner strength to not walk up to him because this is what I want to do. What I want to do is go, oh, you've worked at a theme park. Oh, you must have, right? Just like straight face, just like, oh, you've done this. Oh, did you used to work here? Oh, I bet you know. And then have him go, no, I didn't go, oh, weird. That's It's weird because he's worked here for 40 years. I would think that he would know. 
you know, what's going on. It took all my strength not to do that because I can't stand it when people think they know how to do other yes. people's jobs. Just yes. stand in line and talk to your family. You're on a vacation. Talk yes. to your wife. Enjoy it. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're setting a precedent to your kids to be a complete and utter a-hole in public. Yeah. Yes. yes. And you're annoying. You're, you're sad at a theme park. That's your fault. Yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just gross. And then you shouldn't the, be sad at a theme park. Then yeah. there was another lady who did a sit-in. She was on what? another ride that um, we waited the longest line for. Okay, and she was. We had like a fast pass thing, and we they were right before us to go on this really cool ride called the Powder Keg, and so her whole party of ten gets in the seats, and you have to put your stuff in the cubby. Okay, like the cubby where you can put your purse and everything. The only people over there on the other side of the cubby are the workers. They're not going to steal your purse or go through your purse because there's a crowd of about 200 people standing there watching them. They have no desire to steal your purse. So she is, she won't proceed. They're like, ma'am, you need to take your purse off. Is that a purse on your shoulder? She has the thing down because it's a roller coaster that goes upside down and all this stuff. Oh, They're the like, bar thing. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a serious ride. It's a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, they just want her stuff to be protected. You're, Plus, it could yeah. the safety of the other riders, it could fall off and then fling back to somebody and hit him in the face. They have to, they there are rules. OK, yeah. she goes, no, I'm not. I'm not taking off my purse. No. Oh, nope, nope, nope. oh. she goes, oh. no. And I can see her arguing and the rest of her family is just looking forward knowing she is a complete pain in the ass and oh. always has been oh. it was about it was about oh. eight to ten minutes of her refusing and the guy is like we're only running run car right now so because their other car needed to be repaired they only have one coaster running the we're going to sit here until you give that up so i yell out to her hey i got my eyes on it i'll watch it for you so she finally gives up the purse, and I go, I will watch your purse. And I did, like, eyes, You're eyes. And I go, point at I point at my two eyes, and then I watch it, and she goes, thank you, thank you. And I go, <laughs> like don't worry, don't worry, I will watch the purse. I'll let you know if anything happens. Because after 10 minutes... Her family was like, I mean, they didn't say anything, but everybody was like, so you're shutting down a ride at a theme park. Oh, yes. Because wow. you think you know that oh. shenanigans are going to go on. No one yeah. all. Again, so when right. I was talking to MC the whole time. When she that car came back, I got my eyes right on that person. I, I, like I had been watching it the whole time. Oh, my Lord. And she looked at me and she went, oh. She goes, thank you. Like, I had just say, don't bring your Chanel purse to the park, by the way. Just bring an old purse. Yes. And put one debit card in there that doesn't have a lot of money. Figure that. Just, oh. Oh, God. Well, you oh, know, okay, let, let's take a break because you know I have like a version of this. <laughs> okay, so good. stay right there. Uh, we'll be back right after these words. Jace, I hear you're going for a test drive. Didn't you just buy a new car? Not that kind, Goobers. I'm getting a smile test drive. Oh, with Dr. Amy? Yep. It's kind of like a try it before you buy it kind of thing. In one 30 minute appointment, Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental can show folks what their smile could look like after one of her 
legendary smile makeovers. And we all know a good smile means so much to folks. Yeah, it really does. And Dr. Amy is so passionate about it. She's had years and years of experience in cosmetic dentistry and knows what she's doing when it comes to veneers. And she also gets that this is a commitment. So here's great news. Hughes Dental offers a financing option as well. So if you're getting ready for a big event or just want to know more about veneers and Dr. Amy's smile makeover, go to Hughes Dental on Instagram and check out the smiles. Or go to Hughes-Dental.com to learn more about Dr. Amy and her team. And be sure to let them know you heard about Hughes Dental from My Talk 1071. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and My Talk app. I needed to put a the in there. Go download the <laughs> My Talk app. Just start leaving out random words. I'm Jay. Slex is off today. Don and Kenny are here. We have a Would You Rather still ahead. Liz is coming up. Plus, uh, Don teased it just a little bit ago. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, the full epic vacation story from Don. Her version of red light, green light. Really? Don, is that what yeah. it is, Don? Is that a fair yeah. assessment? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, not the whole vacation. It was just one specific family at the Titanic Museum. <laughs> Right there, just that that one line. A family at the Titanic Museum. That's all. That's By the all way, we kids need to don't like the Titanic. You just don't take them in, okay? They don't like it. They don't. Why would you take a kid to the Titanic? No. Unless it's Colin. Colin was a kid and was obsessed with the Titanic. But, but don't he's the bring only your one. babies to the Titanic Museum. Okay, that's yeah, it for now. That's a little bit later. Uh, but no, I have a I have a, a a small version of what Dawn just said. Obviously, because you know I spent half my life at Disney World, and I and I think I told this in one of the vacation stories, but. Identical to yours, Don. We yeah. were on Rock and Roller Coaster, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster, at Hollywood Studios, and this is where this is where my husband cracks me up the most because I am by far more impatient and have less tolerance for idiots. Than <laughs> yeah, he does. you and I are the same. Yeah, Colin has a little more. But this is his Achilles heel. This is the thing that will set him off. And it's dumb people. It's it's or it's people. Be specific. That's why, How, what kind of dumb? Oh, the dumb that you just described. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm telling the story. The people that think they can do the jobs better than the cast members that are paid and trained to do them. So we're standing in line for this roller coaster, and there's always kind of a coordinator. We'll kind of we'll call them kind of an expo, where uh, they are the ones. As you approach uh, them, they go, "Hi, uh, how many? Two? Okay, two. I want you on row one. Okay, how many? Yeah. Three. Uh, okay, go I need two. Yes. I need two on row two and one on row three. Hi, how many? Four. Okay, I need two on three and two on four. Right. They know how to fill the roller coaster car. It's like Tetris in their head. Yes. I mean, it is like math. I mean, I don't, they, the, the professor, the uh, veterans. Oh my God. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't know how they do it. They are just like, anyway. Mm-hmm. So there was a family in front of us. <laughs> there was a family. 
of us who it was about, I don't know, Colin will text me and correct me. I think it was like seven or eight of them. And they are assigned. They are given the assignments. We are right behind them. And then they get in. They get next to the roller coaster and they start moving. They start no, taking no, no. it. Up, no. They start taking it oh, upon no. themselves no, to no, no. rearrange themselves in the rows that they want to be in. And this cast member, not the expo, but the one in charge of keeping an eye on the passengers getting ready to board. Because you have to have another person because yes. people are dumb. So <laughs> this girl. I'm pretty sure this was her last week at Disney because she gave zero Fs. Yeah. And she's watching them and she gives them enough rope to, to, to mm-hmm. she's like, okay. She lets them go for about five seconds and she goes, hey, 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 what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we want to be in this row. And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, what rows were you assigned? This is now taking place, as Dawn said. The problem is this selfish behavior is now shutting down the ride because they are delaying this car because of this idiot family. So she goes, now, where were you supposed to be? And like, the you know, the kids like, well, we didn't want to ride. And she looks at them and she goes, I need you in two. I need you in three. I need you in four. I need you in five. And they just start complaining. And then she and as she's adjusting their seatbelts, she's like going like this. She goes, oh, this is why we can't have nice things. And Colin she said that. She oh, my said God. That. Oh. And I thought, Colin, <laughs> we oh laughed God. so hard. So then we get in the next car, obviously. Right. And, and, uh, and we're we get in the car and she comes up to us to adjust to make sure our harness was OK. And I yeah. Colin looks at her and Colin goes, I Love you. I love you for saying that. She goes, well, I'm just serious. Did you see how long they delayed? I go, I know, I know. Oh, oh God. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, my God. She said something. It was just, yeah, yeah she did. Th- you know, that those two were just part of the encounter that I just talked about. If you just missed it, I was describing people that think they know how to run a theme park, even though they're working at an insurance company. Um <laughs> You know, just, I don't know. They're just, they think they know everything. And it's like, let the people that are the experts just do their job and just have fun with your family. Just stop it. And just the rules. I know people, Lord knows. I, I always think of Kenny. I think of Kenny way too often, sadly, lately. And what I mean by that is people do not like to be told what to do. Fundamentally, people do not like to be told what to do. And that is even true in theme parks, even though all of those rules and all of the procedures are there to either keep you safe or to keep the weights down. And people do not realize that it is all it is all seeing their little universe and not the big picture of what they're doing to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) People don't know when to give in to the pros and let the pros take over. Just relax. Kenny, that is the same thing in an airplane, too. You know, just just do what you're told. Come on, come yeah. on, you're Stop slowing it down jerk. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good observation, Kenny. That's a great line. That's a great. People don't know the line of when to turn it over to the pros. That's yeah. I I like that. That's that's a that is that's a that's a fundamental problem. <laughs> In a variety of ways. Uh, 
Seven uh, seven twenty six is the time. When we come back, everyone, get ready to laugh, get ready to sing out loud. We're gonna play a little "Would You Rather" next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the seventies or eighties. Do you believe a chicken who beats people at tic-tac-toe? It's all about the unbelievable. What's the mystery behind the Amityville Horror House? About the unusual. How about a man who drowns for a living? The Bazaar. <laughs> An African tribe living in huts in South Carolina. The really strange. What thing tried to kill this man seven times? It's about the totally remarkable, and it's all a part of television's most exciting new hour, starting Monday at 8, 7 Central Mountain. That's incredible. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Uh, who, re- who remembers That's Incredible on ABC? I do. I, I loved do. it. Anything like that. Ripley's Believe It or Not, Tales from the Dark Side. Just. Kenny, can you tell me the Minnesota Viking legend that was one of the co-hosts of that? Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, Rashad, wasn't it? No, Fran Tarkinen. Fran Tarkington, really? Yep. Was Kathy yep. Lee Gifford also involved? Kathy in Lee Crosby. Oh. Kathy Lee Crosby oh, and John see. Davidson. John Davidson. Ooh, I had. Oh, John, the singer. Yeah. I kind of thought he was cute when I was a kid. Is that I weird? did too. No, I did too. There was something, but then he was very game showy. You know, yeah, he, he looked was... a little too perfect. Yeah, and, and then I did a commercial with him in Branson. One time, because he was in a Branson show mm-hmm. as the host, and they were promoting it, and I was like, "Oh, he gave me a eight by ten glossy picture of himself signed to me. <laughs> I have it somewhere." <laughs> Kenny, all color, again. all color, very Kenny, filtered. Go ahead and say it, Kenny. Go ahead and say it. Come from <laughs> I know well, just another. Another corner, another turn, another <laughs> sure. layer. Yes. It's just how many of these exist? This oh, is fantastic. yeah. Tony, Tony Orlando. Uh, no, did, he did, did not, he but Tony Orlando did. Oh, he did. Yeah, because my name's Don. He found that out. Oh, and he course. was like, oh, he got on, he like actually oh. got on his knee like he was going to propose and he kissed my hand. Cause because my name is Don. Yeah, explain to the kids who Tony Orlando was Don. He had well, Tony Orlando was a singer <laughs> in the seventies. He was very suave, um, a Latin guy, and he had a group called Tony Orlando and Don. There yeah. were two girls two named Dawn. It's like Lassie. It was they like he replaced. had two women, you know, who were yeah. his sidekicks, and so, you know, anytime I would say my name was Don in the. 80s or whatever people would go oh do you know tony orlando you know never. <laughs> so, so then you know i got a chance to meet him and he just bowed down to me because my name was don and okay. then he was very so, friendly well yeah because you're like in your 20s right yeah at and the time sure. he's in his 50s oh he's an yeah old creeper by then yeah for sure and he had a huge house we were at his Girl. house for some reason i don't know why I was and working at the Andy that. Williams Theater. I know what it was. Yes. The Andy he Williams Show. Uh, Menage a trois of Dawn into a four way. Huh? Oh, God, gross. <laughs> gross. Can you imagine, Kitty, if one of these little Dawn nuggets, if one of them was just, she just, she did an Alexis where she just slipped it in and did it, did it, did it, did it, did it and then I had a foursome with Tony Orlando. Yeah, no, and I was just no. waiting for that day. No, thank you. I know it's in there somewhere. I respectfully decline. Oh. You know, now that we bring it up and it's 2021, think 
the image that Tony Orlando and Don was giving us at the time that this dude <laughs> was getting busy with, with a couple two of dogs. women because that's what we that's what we always thought. Absolutely, you know? it's like oh, Prince and Apollonia. You're like, yeah, they're doing it. See, now totally. I got to look up. <laughs> totally. Now I got to see. I forgot what Tony Orlando looks like. Hold oh, on. Oh, he's Freddie Prince. He looks like Freddie Prince. Yeah, he's. Oh, he does. The old, yeah, the the original, not the kid. No, which Not by junior. the way, oh my goodness! I maybe I'll play a little bit. I I keep referencing the show, and we and I and I never we never I never get to it, and that's the history of sitcoms on CNN. Oh right! And they had a great episode this week talking about how sitcoms have really advanced the discussions of race, and they were talking about what Freddie Prinz uh, in the seventies meant to the Latino and Latinx communities yes. and, what, oh, yeah. and how he yeah. was just everything. And I mean, everything and uh, did a, you know, one stint, one, one job on the tonight show. He had one appearance and that led to his sitcom Chico and the man. And then tragically died by suicide oh. at age 22. And I really twenty two. Gosh, I believe I. That was what struck me. I always got the impression that he was older. But let me look. I want to get this right for heaven's sake. Um, I think he was twenty two. That show as a kid. Uh, yeah, fifty four to seventy seven. Yeah. So yeah, twenty twenty two twenty three. Yeah. So very sad. And he, you know, the commentators on the special said. If there was a guy at that time who had the world in his hands, oh, it was man. Freddie Prinze because Chico and the Man was a huge hit, and yeah, he, was. he he was a legend in the Latinx and Latino communities, and and they were obviously this wasn't just about Freddie Prinze, but I could tell by the interviews that they kind of alluded to George Lopez had some great sound bites that the pressure got to him as you know the first big lead because think about it. It was really, you know, it was Desi Arnaz in the 50s, and then it was another 17, 20 years before Freddie Prinze as far as sitcoms and Latino representation in any type of sitcom. Isn't that crazy? I mean, but sincerely. And that pressure really weighed on Freddie Prinze. And, yeah, it was, oh, it was such a good episode. Such a good episode. Okay, remind people again, where, is this a CNN thing? It's on CNN documentary series, and it's called The History of Sitcoms. And it it takes apart, each episode focuses on a different, uh, a different category of sitcom. Like last week, it was all about workplace sitcoms. Another episode focused on the role sex uh, plays and sitcoms. And uh, the first one was just the general timeline of how did the sitcom come to be? Uh, these it's wonderfully done, wonderfully done. And, you know, this one really talked about the role that uh, Norman Lear played mm-hmm. in black uh, representation in sitcoms, because, again, um, uh, it was Diane Carroll in Julia and then that was it until Good Times and the Jeffersons. And the Jeffersons, and I didn't know this, the Jeffersons was really um, a result of Norman Lear being uh, visited at his office by three prominent members of the Black Panthers and saying to Norman, what are you doing? You have good times on the air, but you're only showing 
you're showing low, you're, you're showing uh, like uh, poorer Poor black folks. In yeah. the projects, right? And what are you doing? And Norman, instead of getting defensive and Norman then said, hey, we have George. We introduced George and Wheezy on All in the Family. Mm-hmm. We're going to move them on up. And that was the line. We're going to move them on up and show a successful black family. And that was the birth of the Jeffersons. That's you know, just some, incredible that they, you know he was able to take in that information and listen to it well, and yeah. be like, I am going to do something about this. Yeah, instead of getting defensive, right. he turned that into a win, not only for black not only for the black community, but for himself. Um, he listened and he was like, you know what? You're right. We can still have good times, but, but here's, here's the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great episode. It was real good, real good. Then it talked about, um, you know, uh, more, more recently how Fox and the, the sub networks like uh, WB and UPN really filled the niche there weren't a lot of network programs catering to black audiences mm-hmm. and the WB and UPN were doing that with Moesha and Martin Lawrence and girlfriends and, and sister, sister and um, uh, the uh, Bernie Mac show on Fox. Right. And it was fascinating. It was fascinating to see the evolution mm-hmm. um, of, of the conversation of race through sitcoms so that's anyway. cool i really yeah. need to boy there's so many things to watch but oh, you so can many, watch oh. like one you can watch you don't well you probably will want to watch all of them once you start oh but yeah you can dip great question you can pick and choose you don't have to watch them in order uh-huh. um if you have a cable system go to cnn on demand and look mm-hmm. for history of sitcoms and watch whatever topic fascinates you they're all beautifully done and in, if you've ever watched any of these shows, you will find them fascinating. Personally, this one and the workplace one uh, were my favorites uh, because you forget how many legendary sitcoms took place in a workplace. Um, and Kenny, I thought of you. They and I was proud of them. They paid proper, proper credit to WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, which yeah. very you know it's kind of forgotten when people list you know great sitcoms, they paid proper credit or pro- proper uh, they did a proper homage to the brilliance of WKRP. Um, so you would like that one. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh God, that show is so good. Uh, coming up on seven forty two, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after these words. Now, it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. (laughs) This has been the dumbest answers in game show history. Back to you, Jason. (laughs) Colin always reminds me with that one that there's a longer version of that. Um, where he keeps answering with turkey, and it's just and oh, I gotta really? find. Yeah, he answers like it's so funny because then he just keeps answering turkey for everything. Uh, turkey, um, and I and I gotta find that. And every time I roll that, I get frustrated. I'm like, oh crap! I needed to find the the older the, the longer one, but <laughs> <Good>. oh well. <laughs> Not firing on all pistons this it's morning. Okay. I do apologize. Alexis has the day off. Meanwhile, welcome back, everyone. Jason and Alexis in the morning and streaming worldwide on our app. It's time for a little visit with our dear friend. Liz. Well, Liz, I think we need to talk. 
She's a sweetie. I'm gonna have a word with Liz here. It's time for Tuesday with Liz. Every Tuesday morning like clockwork. Hello, Liz. Well, hello, Liz. And we say hello, Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning to all of you, too. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Oh, are you are you are you staying inside because of the are you uh, smelling the smoke from the wildfires, Liz? Yeah, I can smell it. Actually, smell it through my uh, air conditioner. Oh, (laughs) you you have like a window unit air conditioner? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still got to come. We still got to drop off now that you can. uh, We can drop things off. We got to get you another steak dinner, Liz. Yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> or maybe, uh, I know that you don't, uh, you haven't really been to the Minnesota fair a lot, but is there anything you want us to bring you back from the fair? Oh, my goodness. I really don't have any idea. Yeah. Maybe one of those cookies, you know, that the, the, is Mar- Sweet Martha's, cookies? Sweet Martha's cookies. We could yeah, Martha's one. cookies. What about I'm a, a bucket? Of those. Whole bucket. No, like a five-gallon pail full of them, not just one. Come on, Liz. <laughs> really? Yeah, and yes. the great thing about them is that you can put them in the freezer. That's good. I would yeah. just not. What I did was put the whole bucket in the freezer, and then you have to chip them off. Like oh, it's an okay. iceberg of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I can also spread them in among my friends, too. Oh, yeah. I can say that was my birthday present. <laughs> you can run a little side business and sell them off, though. You well, there's that, too. <laughs> yeah, Totally. Do a little a little black market selling of the cookies, Liz. No, there you go. Make my god this year. Yeah. Are you Liz, are you more of a sweet or savory person? Oh, I like savory better than sweet. I don't like things too sweet. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. You would much rather get some type of like a a steak with mushroom sauce and, and skip the dessert. Yeah, you know, I really would. Mm. Well, other than steak, you know, because we asked you, that's that's how the whole steak thing came up, because we asked you if there was like a dream, not a dream meal, but if you could, off the top of your head, what's one of your favorite meals? If it wasn't steak, maybe a breakfast item or a lunch item, what's another uh, cuisine that you really, really love? Oh, I used to love blueberry uh, pancakes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I just love those. <laughs> Out of all the things for you to say, I never would have predicted <laughs> you would have said blueberry pancakes. Oh, that's interesting. Now, do you, do you put syrup on top of them? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I like to have the sausages and the whole works. <laughs> oh, God. Like a Grand I, Slam breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I, had that in years. Okay. <laughs> I do love a good breakfast. Uh-huh. I love I love breakfast food. Uh, oh, I love breakfast. Obviously, I love breakfast food. Um <laughs> Are you, uh, you're not watching in the Olympics, are you there, Liz? No, I haven't yeah. been watching them at all this year. I think about the only thing I watched at all was the gymnastics because, you know, those guys are something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you are like, okay, if you had, if you could snap your fingers and just be unbelievably athletic, what type of athlete would you like to be? What would you like to do? Gymnastics, swimming, archery? skateboarding equestrian yeah oh i would love to be an equestrian i love horses (laughs) oh you do 
I love horses, but I've never had an opportunity to ride on one even, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. I have a question along this lines, Liz. I don't watch Summer Olympics very much either, but I notice every four years when it comes around on the horn again, there's a new sport. Um, and it's like, wait a minute, now that's an Olympic sport? You know, I'm talking... <laughs> yeah, um, I know. <laughs> ...like surfing, et cetera, et cetera. And what what I'm waiting for is for my skill to show up on the Olympics so I can go and get a gold medal. I am really, really good at backing a boat trailer down the ramp into the lake. <laughs> my nephew calls me. My nephew actually said to me, Uncle Kenny, you are a god at backing up boat trailers. And I looked at him and said, well, Devin, actually, you're I right. think that does take a lot of skill. <laughs> I said, you're right, Devin. I, I, am, I excel at it. I'm very, very good. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm wondering, is there anything that you would kind of, you know, one of your skills um, that you're kind of hoping it would show up in the Olympics? What would, what would that be? Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't even have any skills. Oh, you do. Oh, you do. Maybe yeah. keeping you do. your mouth shut in church or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Uh, well, my skill is listening to other people. Oh, that's great. Go. That there is a great skill. Some people yeah. in this business don't have it. No, no, a lot of people. So, Liz, you do have a talent. Yes, yes. yes. Well, Liz, you have a great week, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, you all have a good week, too, and I always love being with you. We Aww. always love having you. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Uh, birthday thanks. next week too. Birthday oh, next week. Yes, That's right. Yes. We're we're both Leos. So uh yeah, we'll celebrate Liz's birthday next week, next Tuesday. What day is it? Is it Tuesday? Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, Thursday you guys are a week apart. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to uh, some my talkers. Uh we have the turkey answer, the full turkey answer from the UK fam uh family feud. Uh take a listen to this. Oh. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey? The, f- <laughs> the first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> oh my god. I said to you, name something people take with them to the beach. You said. <laughs> oh my Zero gosh, hilarious. Oh, so good. Oh. Turkey. Name a bird that can be stuffed. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> I mean, he didn't. He must be psychic to know what the next questions oh. were because he said turkey too soon. That lightning round on Family Feud. That would get me so nervous, and, oh. and this, uh, I, I, I get—I don't know how well I would do there. That's kind of like our five-second showdown. It's yeah, a version totally. of that. Yeah, yeah. I—I I get so nervous um, that Under I don't. Under pressure. I, yes, I think I would clam up. I don't. I—I I would think that I would be good at it, but I don't think that I would. Um, and anytime I watch, I'm like, you know, it's easy to sit on your couch, just like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, oh, yeah. to scream oh, at the right. contestants, but. Practically speaking, I think it'd be very difficult there on the set. I would have to put myself through some rigorous training, like get my friends together and have them and have the sound of the timer going and practice so that you could get conditioned. Yep.
Absolutely. <laughs> Kenny, why are you laughing at me? Because I'm that's such so a dawn. That's it's so, so dawn. dawn. That is just, I have to I be prepared. That. That's so funny. <laughs> Hashtag Barry McLean. Barry, yes. Barry McLean. Uh, Dawn's uh, vacation story, plus dirt alert and more when we return back after this.